So at a little bit of a risk of revealing our age, <laughs> we grew up in the 80s and our moms, probably like a lot of you listeners, parents, had those couches, right? Those orange floral motif velvet couches with the tufted backs. These things were like the size of the entire living room. Yes. And the cushions, <laughs> you could make the best forts imaginable. Right, right. They came off and yeah. So anyway, they, they may have been great to us children, but um, they certainly weren't a design that stood the test of time. So today, we're going to tell you about some design trends that do stand the test of time. Thanks for tuning in to the Realtor Moms podcast. I'm Tasha. And I'm Jamie. We're full-time realtors in the FM and surrounding areas and admittedly average moms. This is how we sell homes. And try to keep our kids alive. Hi, everyone. Today, Jamie and I are going to be talking about the home trends that stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we actually, I, I got the idea of this podcast by looking at, on social media and I was just seeing how people really re- were reacting, especially with some trends coming in and some trends going out. And well, I texted There's a lot of feelings. Yes, there's a lot of feelings involved. <laughs> and I, well, of course, I texted you. I texted you and I said, we need to talk about this. Right. People seem to have pretty strong opinions on um, what they feel is in or is going to stick around for a long time or is going to be a fleeting trend. So we thought we would try to, you know, collectively come up with some of the things that we have seen that, again, have stood Stood the the test test of of time. time. (laughs) So uh, jumping right in on it. um, Actually, the number one thing that we both agreed upon mm -hmm. completely is lots of windows right having homes being light bright and airy yeah i think just the you know we talk all the time about sometimes it's not so like a house can meet all of your criteria but you walk in and you're just not feeling it and i really think that natural light and sunlight and just the way that a house is placed or maybe you know it it has really small windows or really big windows whatever it is um windows play a huge part in just the feeling inside and outside of a home and how you dress up those windows too. And I just don't think you can ever go wrong with having more windows <laughs> and allowing more light in. Exactly. <laughs> well, what, what, well, when we list homes, as mm-hmm. I trip over my tongue there, uh, you know, one thing we always talk about is open blinds, open, you know, open yeah. the blinds, open the curtains, have it as light as it possible in the home. And again, that's not a design trend, but that is certainly yeah. something that is a common thing that we talk about with all of our clients. Right, so right. again, windows, they are very important. They do matter. And that is one thing that we completely agree upon. Right, right. So if you're building or if you're remodeling, um, be careful about removing windows or making them too small and always kind of opt for the added natural light if you can get it. Correct. <laughs> Next up, nine foot ceilings. Yes. And this seriously goes way back, right? Like uh, my yes. old 1920s home has really tall ceilings on the main floor. And how nice is that? So I think we kind of went through a period of time in, in an effort to save money, which absolutely makes sense. But if you can do it, go with the higher ceilings. It's one area that I personally believe you're not going to lose money on that investment right, right. ever. It's it's such a great option and it is something mm. where you ever, the space feels larger when those ceilings get taller. It does. So. It makes a huge difference. It's hard to quantify, right? Because you're spending extra money. You're not getting any more livable square footage by the way we calculate square foot, right? Length and width. No. But um, having that added ceiling height just makes a difference. That's all we can say, I guess. Yeah. It's so, a feeling. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So do it (laughs) if you have the opportunity. 
Um, Another option is mm-hmm. uh, kind of the color choices and the and what you're choosing to put into your home or even yeah. on the exterior. And, and we are a firm believer in neutral coloring choices, almost kind of classic coloring schemes. Mm-hmm. It just keeps things, um, you know, it just keeps things very classic and approachable right. to any and all people and their palettes and what they uh, appreciate. Right. Whether you're selling or you're remodeling or you're, you know, just wanting a quick change in your house. A neutral color palette just to to begin with. And by palette, we just mean walls and probably trims and flooring. Um, gives you the option for your personal property or your accessories inside, your chairs, your pillows, your blankets, whatever, table, etc. Um, let let those pieces of furniture speak your personality for you. You know, there's nothing worse than walking into a house that we can totally tell hasn't been upgraded since the dark black cabinets of the 80s <laughs> and um, the black wall and the, or the orange wall and the green the, shade carpet. Like, or even, down or even the red orange shade carpet. Yeah, there from was the that. 80s. There was that. The 70s, 70s, 60s, and 80s, yeah. even had yeah. some really loud color choices. Um, go back to the neutrals, and um, it just seems to add some light to the house, too. Yes. When you use a little less color on the walls and floors. Uh, next up, lighting. Yes. Sorry, are we beating a dead horse here? Keep it light. <laughs> Keep it light. Good lighting. Picking, yes. you know, making sure that the lighting choices and fixtures and options that you're choosing, you know, make sure that they, you know, have a they are yeah. strong enough that they will allow to kind of create this warm ambiance in this space. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important. Right. And if you're you're wondering what does good lighting, what's defined by good lighting, I would say both layers of lighting, which could mean something like both recessed cans and a center center pendant. Am I saying that right? Central pendant. Center pendant. There you go. <laughs> or a, a light fixture kind of in the middle of the room. Having those options, um, meaning you could turn one on independent of the other, can just change kind of the mood of the room and also the way that it lights up. Um, put your maybe put your recessed cans on a dimmer switch. Oh, maybe, that's wonderful. Yeah, maybe you put in a couple outlets. Um, that are connected to a light switch by the door. So when you flip them on, the outlets are energized, and then that lights up some lamps in the room for some, you know, like evening light or reading light. Some people love pants. You either love lamps or you hate lamps. I'm a lover of the lamps. (laughs) I am. But I've worked with clients that are not. And, you know, that's – But it doesn't matter at the end of the day, just at some point, Mm -hmm. just figuring out what works for your style and how can you have those differing options for lighting. Well, and even if you're not – a lover of lamps, you never know when that task lighting might come in handy. Correct. You know, maybe you end up be, becoming somebody who does puzzles in the evenings and having that side lamp right there would have been really nice to be able exactly. to just switch on. I don't know. I'm dreaming. But you can never go wrong with too much light because you can just turn it off if you're exactly. not using it. <laughs> How about, uh, this one is, we're going to have to explain this too, but a smart use of space. Yes. <laughs> so this just, and then this is probably obvious, but um, gone are the, remember Hardee's? You remember their like atriums with the rounded glass windows? Yes. And, you know, those ended up being um, kind of hard to heat in our climate and in our, our area. And, and not that sunrooms are a bad thing. I think sunrooms have been increasingly popular over yes. a number of years. Well, especially um, the last two years where COVID came in yeah, and, and people, people are stuck at home and wanting time. extra space at home. But onward totally. and forward. Yeah, or um, catwalks, you know, like perimeter catwalks where you've got this, this really cool feature of the house, but maybe 
maybe after some of those kind of unique spaces were implemented into homes, people started realizing they don't use them a whole lot. And it was an expensive um, feature, feature that you spent a lot of money yeah, on. Yeah, so it's almost like the conversation that we have where um, when somebody says, I want at least this many square feet. Well, yes, Tommy, <laughs> that's, that's great. But a smart use of a little bit less square footage is always going to feel better than a poor use of more square footage, if that makes any sense. Well, even when, you know, this is an example, when I walk into a home and I'm helping clients and mm-hmm. all of a sudden they can see, oh, they didn't waste space. They, if they could yeah. add a closet, they added a closet. If they right. could add some storage here, they added storage. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not, you know, usable square feet that you would use like when you're sitting down watching TV or, right. you know, right. sitting down at the dinner table, but it gives extra storage and extra totally. space. And those things really grab people's attention. And they're like, oh, wow, look at how much storage this home yes. has. And that's just one example. Right. Another example is hallways. I mean, we've definitely seen less and less hallways. As yes. I think the newer homes have been have been built because people are realizing, gosh, if I have a, a big rambler and I got a big hallway all the way down, that's that's quite a bit of square footage, and that's space that I'm going to just be using as pass through space, not space that I'm going to be enjoying potentially. Yes. So, um, of course, it's not a hard and fast rule, but that's kind of what we mean when we talk about smart use of space. Correct. So, next one. Well, one thing that we both can agree upon is having beautiful mill uh, mill work. Jamie and I just mm-hmm. keep. Uh, Jumping over our words today, so sorry about that. But just the wood choices and the millwork and those extra right. uh, extra character pieces and touches you can put on a home. Right, right. Even if you go with just a simple kind of farmhouse style, that's okay. Um, but maybe, you know, keep track of or, or pay attention to the quality of the millwork. And, and what we mean by that is the trim and the casing around your windows and the ledges underneath your windows and um, and your doors. And doors, you, yes. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with a hollow core door. It may not last. You know what I mean? Especially if you've got rambunctious dog or some wild kids. You know, they, they don't quite stand up necessarily always. But if you're easier on your stuff, they might last for a really long time. But gosh, a nice solid core door or a, or a panel door that has a solid frame, um, you know, that really is something that can probably last just about as long as the entire house does. And will show the value in it over the, t- over the time that you have it. One thing that I think can be beautiful about millwork is, um, as well is some, you know, some people love shelving. Some mm-hmm. people love, you know, yeah. different kind of built paneling or built-ins or totally. different touches that you can do. And maybe that works for some people or maybe you decide you would like to do that later. But right. having kind of a rich kind of you know, nice wood piece kind of really takes, I think, a very plain space to kind of an elevated level. Absolutely. So. Yeah. No, that's a great point. It's it's something that you're going to look at often, whether you notice it or not, or whether you're focusing on it or not, but it's really going to be an accent part of the room. Um, let's switch to the outside. Talk yes. about a couple <laughs> things outside. Uh, first one for outside, low maintenance landscaping. Yes. This one's kind of obvious, but sometimes those low maintenance things, they cost a little extra money, you know, the little bit bigger year year after year plant. I always get those mixed up. Is that perennial that, or annual? Uh, year after year is perennial. Oh, okay, annual is once a year. And, and and they're all beautiful. And if you are have got a green thumb and you love to do that kind of work, then I'm sure you are more than well enough equipped to do um landscaping that requires a little more maintenance but if you're looking for something standing the test of time low maintenance beautiful landscaping um is 
you know, just going to increase your curb appeal and will we'll generally increase your value too while you're at it. I, I do, and I certainly think that this is where some of those maintenance-free wood products for decks and or sure. fencing have yeah. really come into play because... And they've been popular lately. And they have been very popular. I mean, people are entitled to all opinions, but in, you know what I do think is there's no maintenance for mm-hmm. a product like that, so you don't have to think, oh, in a couple of years, I got to go restain my fence <laughs> or my deck. I have never talked to anybody who just got done restaining like the rails under the handrails <laughs> on their deck and gone, yeah, I'm, I'm totally excited to do that again. Uh, no, not at all. No. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but again, you know, if, if you got the chance to do it, go for the maintenance free if you can. Exactly. I'll save you. What's the last one? Um, one thing that we both could agree upon and one thing mm-hmm. that we did talk about is really kind of the focal points in a room or a house or, a, you know, when we're talking about you know, a property of a home. Yeah. And one thing that really we felt was important to add to this is having a pronounced front door. Yes. Because if you pull up to a property, you want your eye to go straight there. Right to the door. You want that to be a focal point. Yeah. When we were talking about this episode, I think I said the front door should be like the lipstick, right? Like it's the, the piece that really stands out on the face of the house. It's the part that draws your eye. You don't want people pulling up and going, where do I go in? Exactly. Right? Like, how do I get in this place? And and when, also when we were talking about it, we were thinking back way, way back. Old, you know, turn-of-the-century houses and, you know, the little that we know of castles, right? But, like, if you watch movies, it it's almost always very, very evident exactly where the front door is of the home. So if you've got the facade on your the front of your house is just totally flat and there's a door there and it just goes on flat again... You know, consider trimming it out, adding maybe a little shed roof over the top to give the guests that stop by a place to stand out of the rain while you're coming to the door. Your packages stay out of the rain when you're coming to the door. Um, there's cool things you can do, like uh, like we said, with trim, which is millwork, even on the or outside even, of the house. You know, planters, planters. Oh, yeah. You know, it, there's all out. sorts of ways, but just yeah. to make it, you know, that front door be where exactly that's the focal point. That's yes. where your eye goes. Totally. And, and I think that is something that also adds a lot of curb appeal to a property. Oh, so. 100%. Yeah, I definitely agree. You absolutely have to have that pronounced front door. It just makes a big, big difference. Great. Well, next time, Jamie and I, mm-hmm. our next episode, we are going to be talking about the home trends that failed the test oh, of time. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Oh, that's going to be a fun <laughs> one. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Just think. You could hear from us every day if we were your realtors. So give us a call or shoot us a text, send a smoke signal or find us on Facebook. However you do it, just reach out. We'd love to hear from you and be sure to subscribe. Find more episodes at realtormomspodcast.com or iTunes. This podcast is produced by Tasha Barrett and Jamie R. Swenson of Park Company Realtors, 4170 41st Avenue South, Fargo, North Dakota.